Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 127. You've probably noticed that when something is unfinished in your life, it keeps surfacing. Have you noticed that? It can be a variety of different things. I mean, maybe you, maybe someone really hurt you, and then you find yourself recalling what he or she said. Or, or maybe you're just angry at someone, and then when you think about that person, even the thought of that person gets you all angry all over again. Or perhaps you regret something that you've done, and you keep thinking about it because you, you can't forgive yourself. Yeah, it's hard enough to, it's hard enough to learn how to forgive others. But, you know, I think it's, it's equally as difficult to learn how to forgive yourself. That's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, learning how to forgive yourself. I think it's safe to assume that Peter, Jesus, one of his main disciples, his main students, actually Peter was Jesus' choice to be the leader of the group after Jesus left them. And, uh, you know, after Easter, we saw this last week, you know, everybody has their struggles, everyone has their doubts, but, you know, it was Peter that was the one who was told, you know, you're going to be the rock. Jesus called him the rock. Uh, but he wasn't always rocky-like. In fact, sometimes Peter was very, very shaky. The night that Jesus was arrested, the rock was anything but strong and stable. Yeah, Peter really, uh, oh boy, what a, he really messed up a lot that last week of Jesus' life. I mean, it's completely understandable in some ways, obviously, if Jesus had been arrested, his followers could well be next. So when Jesus was arrested, um, the night that Jesus was arrested, Peter is standing by a charcoal fire and three times People asked him if he knew this Jesus who had been arrested, and three times he said, no, I don't. I've never met him. I have nothing to do with him. And, you know, when he realizes what he's done, which is basically betray Jesus, I mean, when he realizes that he's compromised himself, he hasn't really been, really been true, he lied, when he realizes what he's done, the text tells us that he just weeps bitterly. He is so terribly disappointed in himself. And I think what's fascinating is, and it's certainly worth noting, that Jesus must have seen this weakness in Peter. Because all four of the Gospels, that would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four tell us that the last time that Jesus ate with Peter, Jesus predicted that Peter would deny him three times. I think if you, if you can discern someone's motives, their motivation, you can pretty accurately 
predict their behavior. If you really know someone, and I think that Jesus knows Peter better than Peter knows himself. And I think he sees an instability there that under pressure, he's going to cave in to the peer pressure. And I think Jesus sees that instability there, that under pressure, he's going to cave in. And that's exactly what happened when Jesus was arrested. Peter is feeling a lot of pressure. He goes along with the crowd and he says, I don't know who you're talking about. I've never met him. I don't even know this man. And he denies Jesus three times. Now that's going to be a weakness that will cause him to fail as a leader. But what is fascinating is Jesus goes after him, just like he did Thomas last week, to get things sorted out. So we're picking up the text. It's about two or three weeks after Easter. And we're in John 21. And by this time, many people have seen Jesus. He's appeared to his disciples about three times. And every encounter uh, is shrouded with mystery. This is certainly uh, true in all the Gospels where, you, where Jesus meets someone, usually they don't recognize him, which makes total sense to me. I mean, how often do we not recognize God in our lives? And every encounter, it's always shrouded with a bit of mystery. Uh, certainly everything is not clear to people who see him. And on this this particular scene, one of my favorite ones, this is, a, this is the beach barbecue scene. And it has all the characteristics of mystery and a lot of unanswered questions. What happened was this. Peter and John and his companions are out fishing. All night they caught nothing. They're coming into shore. And this figure on the shore, nobody recognizes it's Jesus. This man on the shore calls out from the shore, Cast out your nets on the right-hand side of the boat. And they listen, and they drop their nets, and they can hardly pull the net, and it is so full of fish. John, the disciple, the student, one of his right-hand men, sees the fish, this massive catch. Remember, they've been... They've been fishing all night, didn't catch a thing. He looks at Peter and he says about the stranger on the beach, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. There's something about this catch of fish. It's almost like when we, when we say things like, that would have never have happened to me unless God, God must have been in that somehow. God must have helped me somehow. There's something about this catch of fish and I really don't know what it is, that John has an insight into saying, that's got to be, that's the Lord. There's 153 fish in the net. The nets are overflowing, but they don't break. A little details that John tells us just add the mystery to me. I have no idea what 153 stands for. I have no idea. John says, that's the Lord. Peter wants to go and see for himself, so he jumps overboard, swims to the shore, and there, 
Once he gets to the shore, he sees a charcoal fire and some fish broiling and bread. And Jesus is there, barbecuing. It's almost like, you know, you've got time for breakfast, guys. So they bring some fish over and they sit down. And here's the fascinating detail. The last time that Peter stood or sat by a charcoal fire was the night that Jesus was arrested a couple of weeks beforehand. Last time Peter was at a charcoal fire was just before they nailed Jesus to a cross, just before he died. And it was by the charcoal fire that he had the experience three times of different people asking him, hey, do you know that Jesus of Nazareth, the one, that he's, the one that's been arrested? Do you know him? Now, obviously, he's scared, and so he lies to save himself, obviously. Three times he says, I don't know him. Never heard of him. And again, like I mentioned, once he realizes how he has compromised himself, he, he weeps bitterly. So really, the story about Peter denying Jesus, it's a story about unfaithfulness, it's about compromising, it's about being scared, it's, it's about allowing fear to direct you. It's about failing to be the person that you truly want to be. I think it's a text that every one of us can relate to because I think we've all had these experiences. It's about saying something or doing something and once it's done, you know that you have stepped over the line and, and something inside you just dies a little because you, you think you've gone too far. It's over. Life will never, ever be the same again. And this is Peter's experience. So to say that he regrets this is really an understatement. Because it's one of those times for Peter, when you look back, I mean, he's got to be saying, if, if I could just turn the clock back, if I hadn't said that, I've ruined everything. Because I'm pretty sure at this point, Peter thinks that <laughs> he's never going to be the leader of the group. I mean, who, who would ever trust him after that? Who would ever trust him? The failure's too great, right? And in, in human terms, it probably is, because I think most friendships, uh, deep betrayal can't really be undone Often, I mean, it, it, it happens, but usually in human relationships, it's relatively easy to break a relationship. It's really very easy to break trust. There's a little bit more leeway in a marriage and in a life partnership because they are trickier to get out of. Often there's children involved, and that keeps you in there. But for extended family relationships or for people at church or people at work or people that you hang out with, 
Very easy, I think, to destroy a once good, solid relationship because relationships are fragile. People are certainly fragile. Uh, relationships are fragile. So Peter, at this point in his life, after that major failure a couple of weeks ago, I don't think he's thinking about being any leader. He's thinking about being a fisherman. <laughs> he's thinking about going back to going back to the boats, right? Going back to the boats. So the conversation that Jesus initiates is quite telling. As he's sitting round the fire, he says to Simon Peter, Simon do you love me more than these? He says, yes, I love you. Peter says, yeah, I, I love you. And, and, and Jesus says, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. And a second time Jesus said, Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? It's like, how, how important am I to you, Simon Peter? Because a few weeks ago, you were very, very concerned about what people thought about you. And uh, you, caved under, and you caved in under the peer pressure. You said you didn't know me. Now, what, I'm, what I want to know is, is that true? Do you love me or not? He said, a second time, Simon Peter said, I, I, I love you. Yes, I love you. I love you. And a third time, and this threefold is so important, Simon, do you love me? And, and by now, Peter's hurt because it's the third time. Jesus keeps asking him the question over and over again. And, and Simon says, yes, I love you. You, you know everything, you know? Uh, no, as in nothing is hidden from you. I mean, you know my heart. You know my heart. So... Three times, three times. I think Simon Peter needed that threefold affirmation. It's like you denied me three times, you messed up three times, I'm calling you three times. I'll call you 33 times, I'll call you 3,000 times. Feed the sheep, look after the lambs. Peter, you're the leader. You're the shepherd. You're the rock. Get on with the task. Get on with the task. You're the shepherd. You're the rock. You have a job to do. You have a job to do. And it's not just catching fish. Remember? Remember, Peter, you're my spokesman. Or you're one of them anyway, right? You're one of them. What yeah, is so such a beautiful picture of grace? It's very similar to what happened with Thomas last week. We looked at that last week. Peter needed to hear over and over again feed the lambs, feed the sheep, get back to the task that you've been called to do. See, this is the way God works with us because we all have our charcoal fires, right? Nowadays, we call them triggers. That's the, that's the, that's the, the phrase that we use today, triggers. 
something, a place, something that reminds us of something we did or something we should have done, a trigger's a bad memory. A trigger is a trauma of sorts. It's a failure. It's something that reminds me of something I'd really rather forget. The charcoal fire is Peter's trigger. It's by the fire that he failed Jesus. So fascinating that it's by the fire that he's restored. Now, the fire, for Peter, it's a painful, painful memory. Um, it's a memory of him just betraying Jesus, really. Now, that might not be your memory. I mean, it might not have anything to do with a, a relationship that's broken, right? But you will have charcoal fires. Maybe it's not a relationship breakdown. But there'll be other things. It's like that unfinished business that I was talking about. Things that keep coming to your mind that aren't quite settled. They're not quite finished. Now, for Peter, it's this relationship breakdown. And by the way, I think that for some relationships, Healing comes through not being around a particular person. I think in, for certain, certain people, reconciliation looks like you and I need to part our ways. Because when a relationship depletes you and you're constantly questioning yourself and when you're constantly giving more than you get and it's unequal and it's exhausting and it's endlessly disappointing. Yeah, I mean, the goal isn't in our spiritual life to hold on to every single relationship. Some are better to be let go of. Uh, but then again, there's somewhere a healing can certainly take place. And, and, the, and the healing takes place for Peter. Jesus hadn't, hasn't changed, by the way. It's, it's Peter that's changed. Peter is the one who disqualified himself. Jesus never changes. Yeah, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. Wonderful line in Hebrews, book of Hebrews. God isn't changeable. God's not like people. We're the ones who change. So your charcoal fire, your trigger may not be about a relationship. It could be a memory, a bad memory, of course. It could be a lack of peace. It could be a loss. It could be a grief. It could be a loss of purpose, a loss of health, a loss of place, a loss of belonging. I mean, it doesn't really matter what it is. I think what the text is pointing to us is that whatever we have these triggers, these charcoal fires, we're not alone in these painful places. There's healing here. There's healing here. It's by the charcoal fire that we are restored. Now, oftentimes it's in increments, but sometimes it happens all, all of a sudden. It's like, you know what? I think I'm, 
I think I can kind of leave that behind. I feel, I feel okay now. Because we are designed to heal. There's something about us that longs for wholeness and restoration and forgiveness. There's something in our design that wants peace, right? We want deep contentment. We want joy. And so this passage is a narrative. It's a wonderful narrative because I think it's really saying that God comes to every fire, every memory, every failure to help us sort things out. You know, the whole idea of salvation, the the word actually, the original word means wholeness. So we talk about salvation, we're talking about wholeness, completeness. So if you feel broken or fragile like Peter, you're in very good company. You're in good company. In fact, all the disciples after Jesus died were very fragile. All of them doubted. And God has unique ways to encounter us. Remember what Thomas needed? Remember we looked at Thomas last week? He said, I need to... I need to see him. I need to, I need to see his wounds. Well, that's not what Peter needed. Peter needed something else. He needed a, a long conversation. He needed to be reminded that he was forgiven and that he had a task to do. And God has a way of meeting us by the charcoal fire. And love comes in all shapes and sizes, you know. God meets us in many, many different ways, sometimes through people, oftentimes it's people. Could be through nature, it could be through music, it could be through time. You might have a great therapist that helps you, right? There's no end to God's creative ways to bring healing by the charcoal fire. You know, this is who God is. You know, this is, why, this is why healing was such a massive part of Jesus' ministry. It didn't just stop when he no longer physically walked on the earth. It doesn't just stop. It carries on. Yeah, well, again, just as very similar to, to, to Thomas. When we're lost, look who goes looking to find us. One size doesn't fit all. Mary needed her name called. Thomas needed to see the wounds. Peter needed to hear again and again, listen, you're the rock. Feed the sheep. I've told you what I want you to do. Now you need to carry on and do it. You need to forgive yourself. Yeah, you need to let that go now. Forgive yourself. I'm holding nothing against you. And what is amazing is that Peter could, and I'm sure it was with the help and the strength of the Spirit of God, Peter did forgive himself. And Peter went on to be the leader of the group and did amazing things. He was very courageous very courageous throughout his life. 
Yeah, there's the prayer. There's the heart cry. This is what amazing grace looks like. God, wherever, wherever I, when I, when I feel myself by a charcoal fire, when I sense that I'm in a place of great discomfort, help me to use that time as a time of healing and being set free. And thank you that you meet me by every charcoal fire. You are there speaking words of love and healing and restoration. Yeah, well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.